Sync and Desist, a multimedia network. Please enjoy. Episode of Sync and Assist. Welcome, welcome. Episode 92. 92, which is your episode, Rob. And the Rodney King episode and the LA Riots episode. <laughs> what were you doing during the LA Riots? <laughs> they ended in May and I was born in June. Oh, so. Yeah. No. But I'm sure there was a little, little aftershock at <laughs> around the time I was born. Right. I uh, felt. But, uh, did. David Fincher's Alien come out in 92. Was that Alien 3? Yeah. Um I, I think okay, it came out Alien... in 92. Cuz Alien came out in 79. 79. Yeah. And James Cameron's one Aliens came out sh- not that long after, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. I, I think Alien 3 came out in 92. And anyone that knows me knows Alien is my favorite movie. But um, <laughs> well, Alien and Terminator they they needed to step their game up for their time because Nightmare on Elm Street was come out with a movie like every year, <laughs> yeah, and Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> yeah, like uh, it Chapter Two, uh, the marquee said what Nightmare on Elm Street five, yeah, right, <laughs> like towards the end of the movie, yeah, it's it, no, actually, James Cameron did fine because. There being space between the two Terminators films. I'm... Did when did Candyman come out? Didn't that come out in ninety two? Candyman because ah. Candyman's being remade. It's coming out next year. Dang, Jordan Peele's producing it. And they just found nice. the director. Yeah, um, the director of Little Woods, which is a festival movie that just came out. I forget her name, but uh, she's a, a black director, a female director. Um, so very, uh, forward thinking there. Um, nice. but yeah. And the same actor is playing Candyman. It's October. Okay. Guys, we're talking I'm, about. I, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I'm game for that. I'm here for that. But isn't, uh, Jordan Peele supposed to be working on a Gargoyles film too? Like uh, that article has uh, surfaced. I like, think he said like he wants to or something like that. It's right. something like that. Desired to. That'd, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, for but us '90s kids, how are you doing? Good, good, very, very good. Work, <laughs> working, <laughs> working my ass yeah, off. Say like that. Hey, it's neutral. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said it neutral. It's like work, meaning work. <laughs> what if your manager's like, oh, well, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my manager's totally listening to this this podcast right now. With all the things he's got. I actually just found out recently that my immediate manager is, well, when I'm working uh, in one department, uh, you know, I'm working in another manager. And when I'm working in another department, it's another, obviously. But both of them are my age or younger. I hate working for people that are younger than me. Because, like, when I was 25, 
at my job, I had um, one manager that just turned 20 or 21. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Is there like a lack of respect, I guess, there? Because it's like, There was a lack of respect for her specifically because, because I had another one that was a little younger than me too. But um, for her, because she came in demanding respect. Mm. And we're like, uh, we don't know you. See, when you already get off on the wrong foot mm. initially, that's that's where things go wrong for me. But it's, I guess it's never specifically like, oh, they're my age or they're younger than me. And I don't respect them for that. But it can be a factor in it. Whereas like they're just not as experienced as you are in life. Mm. Like the job may be a whole other thing, but... You still think high school is life. <laughs> it's still popularity contest with you, you know what I mean? <laughs> or there's that drama, you know, that it's like, I'm too old for that. I'm I'm way too old for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, hey, it happens with people older than me at my job, too. So, just it's all about your maturity, you know, and how you deal with the situation. Regardless of age, it's about how you handle those situations. So, learning yeah. curve. Yeah. Uh, this week, yeah, same. <laughs> same for you. Same. Yeah, I was gonna shoot that question right back at you. I I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I know you. Yep, just working on some stuff. Working on a project that, who knows? Maybe by the time this episode goes up, maybe it'll be out. I don't know. Just stay posted. Follow us on. Uh, we don't say it on the podcast because I put it in the we- descriptions, but uh, follow us. Shameless plug. Yeah, just follow us. Read the description of the podcast. <laughs> I put the links there. Are you saying us, us individually? Or? Yeah, I put okay. the yeah. Uh, the most popular ones. Like I put uh, your Instagram. Mm-hmm. I put Sync and Assist Instagram, and I, I think I have like my Twitter. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Um, your boy, your, your boy, <laughs> popping there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're into Twitter. I'm into Instagram. It's always been yeah. that way. But on like I like I've said on the podcast before, like I don't use the actual Instagram as much as I do um, stories. My stories. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I'll get like 200 views of posts. <laughs> like. What? Yeah, and they're not even like all my followers. Like, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah like, how I've, are you finding me? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't understood that either. Like, I've had like some musicians that I like look at my story, and I was like, "You don't even follow me." What? I know. <laughs> but I don't. There, there's something you know, al- algorithmic. I'm sure about it too, where. You know, people's stories, if you're exploring, like, you can easily find things. Whereas, you know, actual feed posts, like, three quarters of my followers don't even see it. So, mm-hmm. but everyone sees my story. So, like, my stories are more popular than my feed posts. Like, seems seems ass backwards, but that's just me. Yeah, that's just Instagram. But, um, <laughs> and also, like, Instagram's algorithm is super messed up because, uh, and that's what we're talking about this week, guys. Uh, Instagram, because <laughs> we talk about it so little. Um, <laughs> like, we'll move on. We promise. Yeah, we promise. The we actually have a topic for you guys. Um, but the 
order of your posts, one post will have like no views, the next will have like 50, and the next will have like mm. 200. It's like, however, their algorithm for the Instagram stories, you're not seeing everything, which is, which is crazy. And, and it's affecting people. It's like, I was just like, toss something out there so the second post will get um, more views. Mm-hmm. The post I actually want people to see. Yeah. yeah so you gotta kind of play the system. I'll, I'll spam people a little bit and uh, like, I'll put a story post and then save that and then post it again, but with a with a caption that mm-hmm. I added. So it's like yeah, twice, three system. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what topic do we have today, Rob? Now, we probably want to preface a few things, I guess, yeah. first. Like with uh, Eddie Murphy kind of s- closely apologizing for Raw and Delirious, trying to get ahead of all of that backlash right. from over 30 years ago. Right. Um, for his comedy that he's... uh doing for netflix uh, his stand-up and then like with todd phillips his comments around um comedy and movie as he comedy and and comedy movies as uh he was promoting joker right so um i know press has been kind of like they've been harping on him a little bit i think as far as the uh the the some of the joker controversy is you know is it going to inspire, you know, violence and th- things of that matter? Definitely frustrated. Yes, I think, <laughs> I think you know, <laughs> there's always, a, well, he probably could have worded that differently, but it's like in the heat of the moment, yeah, he, uh, well, in the essence of what he's saying, I do agree with, actually. Yeah. So, And before we, like, go there, we want to preface this by saying, if we say something that you're offended by, like, we're just throwing out ideas. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not attaching to any specific idea. Um, and I'm kind of notorious for that, as you know, Rob. Yeah. A lot of times I like to play devil's advocate, flip flip subjects on its head, just just for like, you know, conversation's sake. So yeah. I, I hate when people say devil when people say devil's advocate and then they're like, no, actually. Guys, advocate. Like, come on, guys. It's just a phrase. <laughs> it's a, it's a, just say it. <laughs> you know, but uh, well, as you were saying about Todd Phillips, yeah. So, like, I I do agree with the essence of what he's saying, regardless to, the core. Of, to its core. Yeah. Uh, d- despite how maybe how he said it or how it came off, because I know a lot of people are probably like, like, ooh, like, especially in 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 today's time, you know, and. In 2019, it definitely people are treading on some, you know, it's just hot. They're in hot water. People in hot water, or walking on eggshells, or or feel like it because a lot of people left and right are getting canceled for not not just things that they've done like in the past necessarily, but even currently when you're when you're touching on subject matter, like there are tons of groups of people that want to like protect certain certain aspects of of humanity or certain you know communities of people and like with the Dave Chappelle uh comedy special for example too like he you know he pokes fun at everyone but you know there's certain groups of people that he pokes fun at and some people aren't happy about it so and it was called sticks and stones and people were offended by that yeah 
It's it, yeah. It's in the title, <laughs> right? And his uh, in the beginning of it, he was just like, "Well, you clicked on my face, you know, like mm-hmm. you know what you're getting into." Um, and it's the same with the Joker movie specifically. Actually, um, do I do I think that the Joker movie could in, incite violence? Um, I guess it's it's the same with the video game argument. I would probably think. More often than not, no. Um, but we are in a time where, I mean, some people, if they want an excuse, they can use that as an excuse to to do something that I think is already within them to do. You know, I don't think necessarily like, oh, the Joker movie or video games are to blame for, you know, this X, Y, Z, you know, these 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 violent acts. Um, but apparently, I guess going back to Todd Phillips' statement, uh, he left comedy because of how, like, how many rules are kind of like he felt were set in place for what you can and can't say. Uh, I guess he felt like freedom of speech was kind of being threatened there, so he it kind of pushed him. Like, this is kind of a reactionary, like like a response to that and it's like i want to go do this this dark drama comedy or drop dark drama comic book movie so yeah how you know how do you feel about that specifically because like i said i i know some people are probably taking it the wrong way you know uh, especially with with the term woke culture (laughs) <laughs> I hate that word. So yeah, much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, like to the core of like what he said, yeah. But like, like, like we were talking about before we even started recording, um, that it's the way he said it. Sound sounds like a, a hypocrite because he's coming from a place of privilege. He's been able to make three hangover movies yeah. and so many other movies like he did what old school uh the uh, 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 the Will Ferrell movie with what uh Luke Wilson right yeah yeah um like he did that movie as well like he's made so many comedy movies so he's coming from a place of privilege where he's been able to make these movies that he's saying that he we can't make anymore when Cock Blockers came out last year and it was like a diet version of those movies mm-hmm. and even like the good boys or whatever, uh, the kids, uh, <laughs> radar movie that they couldn't even watch their own movie of. Um, but like we are getting these watered down, hard, edgy, you know, uh, movies today, but we've all also always had those. Like we've always had commercial Mm-hmm. You know, um, movies like we haven't always had a we have all also always had like Step Brothers and Pineapple Express and, yep. you know, all of those movies. And like this is the end. But like to the core, I agree with he with what he's saying. Just the way he's saying it, said what he said is completely wrong. Right. You know, like, I mean, unless he's referring to. Maybe like within him making those movies, maybe he's 
you know, he has received some criticism, you know, from like, I don't know if it's from the media specifically or maybe just people personally that have been offended by certain things because I, I can even recall, um, the first experience that I had of someone being offended about comedy was actually my first girlfriend, (laughs) like, 11 years ago I was listening to a stand-up comedy and he made this uh this comedian made a joke about marriage or love or something like something about men and women you know and like I saw her face when when we were watching that and like she got real upset about it and like at in the moment I was kind of like oh like I didn't realize that was so you know, offensive because I thought it was hilarious, you know, and I remember like talking to my dad about, about that situation. And, um, he even said something to the effect of like, well, like when you may have matured, like through experiences through the years more to like where you can kind of laugh at yourself a little bit, you know, and, uh, like she may not be there yet. You know, she's still, kind of learning about these things, you know, holding all these, these, um, things with intrinsic value, you know, like, like if life kind of gives you these, uh, these experiences kind of like as gifts, if you want to like visualize it that way, like intrinsic value, you tend to hold those like, like pearl clutching almost, you know, you, you're holding it inward and you're like, like, this is mine. This is how I feel. You know, you're so invested in those things that you've gained. Um, so if somebody is like joking about it, you can easily feel like, oh, someone's trying to take it away from me or someone's trying to attack that, that thing that I've placed so much value in. Um, but as, as you get older, you, you really hold those things a little bit looser. It's kind of like, is, you know, it is what it is, you know, or I'm, I'm kind of coming from the the perspective of it's okay to laugh at your own pain or laugh at yourself. Like it's like when people make jokes about white people, I find them absolutely hilarious and true most of the time anyways. (laughs) And it's like, I feel like comedy for me, maybe, you know, again, again, I'm like, I'm still learning about all this stuff because this is all new to us. Like as far as like the, the Mm, scrutiny that this was not in the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't, but like the scrutiny people are getting on the level that they're getting is, is different. Like we're like the way that people handle, um, you know, art now is, is different because of the access to social media, especially, you know, before people had to what, write letters, you know, <laughs> write letters to it. I'm sure like, you know, write into your local paper. <laughs> like I, I was, uh, like watching a YouTube video recently talking about the the flack that Michael Keaton was getting for being cast as Batman in 1989. Uh, that like people would write letters, like there were tha- tens of thousands of letters apparently that people were sending hate mail. And you can't press Mark as red. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right. And it's like, even back then that that was a thing. But the fact that it's kind of more for all to see, I guess, and it's easier, 
easier to just pull up your app on your phone right there and just send a, you know, you didn't have to carry it, you know, by carrier pigeon, you know, <laughs> to get it to the person you want to say something to. That was written in the Bible, though. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was indeed. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but, like everything has to be so PC nowadays. And um, uh, one thing that like we, because whenever we're about to start recording, we sit uh, in front of the mics and we ask each other, like, so, like, what are we going to talk about? Like, and um, we were talking about how, like, we were talking about, like, the Eddie Murphy, how he has to, felt like he had to get ahead of it and right. in a way kind of apologize for it and say, like, I'm not doing that going forward. But we were just asking each other, like, but do you have to apologize for comedy? Because it, like comedy is the one thing that you can, you know, like say whatever you want to say, and it's n- not in an attack, but right. c- but but in as comedy, because like I've said on the podcast before, like George Lopez is one of my favorite comedy comedians because I can relate to him and everything that he's saying because. And like, and he pokes fun at Mexicans. Like, like that's like what he does. I guess almost all of his uh, comedy is poking fun of uh, his, our, our yeah. own people. Yeah, and it's self-depreciating comedy. Yeah, it's like even he, if he says something that is kind of like touchy, it's still funny because you're only laughing at something that has truth to it. That's what makes a joke funny. Mm. The the degree of truth in it. And so like I, I really don't think I I honestly just don't believe you have to answer for comedy. Like it's its own beast, its own like language. Right. Kind of. And but even after that, uh before we started recording, you said uh because we've talked about comedy so much, but then you said just art and then like, it's like a light bulb went off in both of our heads and like it opens it up because like uh, we were talking about like uh, Scarlett Johansson and how she can't play like a trans, as a cis woman, as far as we know, which there we go again, (laughs) cis. Um, (laughs) But as a straight woman that as far as we know, I mean, she was married to Ryan Reynolds and now she's married to another man, but um, she can't play. She has to back out of a role that she really wanted to play. Yeah. A trans, uh, what, man, right? Yeah. Uh, And the LGBT community got, was outraged by it and now she can't play this role, but it's acting. Yeah, I was going to say this exact same thing. Like, it's acting what the beauty of acting is being something you're not mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's not trans and there could be more trans roles sure like that like that's the whole argument like um give the role to a trans person yeah but then it's not really it's act you're acting as a different character but you're not acting completely right but like it's different if like you whitewash a whole movie. Right. <laughs> like, like, uh, and you know, there's all the Egypt movies. <laughs> another like counter argument to that is that 
there just aren't very many trans people. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I can only think of like one from or- the or- Orange Is the New Black or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's the only person I can think of. Um, and a trans person can play a straight person in a movie. Like it's acting. That's the art of it. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it there's there's that's the beauty of it. But like there there isn't. Of course, you know the, the argument to that would be, well, there are trans people out there. Why don't you find them to play these roles? And you know that that's also. I mean, it's it's not like the industry just picks up people off the street, you know. Sometimes, sometimes they do. Sometimes Sasha they Lane, do. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Actually, Chris Pratt's filming his next movie in my neighborhood. My no kidding. Yeah, I've actually known this. It, the Ghost Draft movie is filming in my neighborhood. The goat. What is it? Ghost Draft. Ghost Draft. Ooh. Draft. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, Filming, like, that's two cool. scenes in my neighborhood. <laughs> Here we go. Yollywood strikes again. <laughs> um, but like that, and it's also so the fact that there aren't very many trans people in the world, because I know that you know, Twitter. Like, it, Twitter is not really the majority of the world. Like, well, a lot of people are on Twitter, but as far as, a lot like... A people have multiple accounts, too. That is true. <laughs> because there are millions of Twitter accounts. Right. But, like, a lot of the, the more vocal communities on Twitter, like, if you if you see that enough, like, on your feed, like, oh, look, you know, this tweet has, you know, 15 thousand likes or you know whatever number you want to say but like it's still like in the grand scheme of things like there's not as many trans people as maybe twitter makes you feel like there are now that's not to say that um just to speak to anything about their existence you know as as a whole it's just um the, I guess what I'm trying to say is the correlation between, uh, you know, it's like supply and demand, like with business. It's like there's not a lot of something, then you're not going to see a lot of it, you know. So, but, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. It's yeah. like the beauty of like the time we're living in. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like we are getting way more minorities, yeah, uh, opportunities in like entertainment, but at the same time, we feel like we have it. It's like only a woman can direct Wonder Woman, and like it, like a woman should direct Wonder Woman, but it's not to say that a man can't. Right? Yeah, it, it's like. Brian Singer, uh, we know how he is, and he was going to have the Red Sonja movie. Mm-hmm. But that's a bad example. <laughs> uh, but that that's also an example, like of someone that should not have the opportunity that they have, like 
with but his that's, history, that's due he to, yeah, that's due to have that movie. But if um, I don't know. But if we're not talking history, we're talking like gender or whatever somebody is. Like uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow, right? I did mm-hmm. Detroit. Yeah. And yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> and that's a predominantly, almost, almost every character in that movie is black. And it's a true story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, And she killed it. So it's like, you don't have to be exactly what the message is of like what you're doing. You don't. Yeah. It's... um. Yeah, like Scarlett Johansson, it really seems like, um, I mean, it is crazy because she, I mean, she's a pretty avid supporter of most liberal concepts, Mm -hmm. you know, and she, I'm sure she probably feels like, what the hell, man, you know, in some ways. Uh, I mean, I don't know what she's going through. I'm fighting through. for you and you're fighting me. Yeah, it's like that. that's how I would feel in that scenario. I'm not saying she does feel that way. I, I don't know, but um, like I don't know her. I mean, I, I'd like to know her. She likes me. <laughs> thought you were going to say, yeah, Scarlett Johansson, she's pretty. I was like, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have stopped there. That would, that would be no less true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, back to what you're saying, like, well, actually, like going back to like Todd Phillips, for example, like, um, you know, he, I think he just wanted to make a movie, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think he necessarily wanted any political kind of thing like involved in it. It's just like, this is a Joker telling story and it is what it is. You know, the fact that some people are coming in and being like, well, I mean, what about the incels and the, you know, is this going to encourage, my, you know, all these different things. And it's like I the film roar is shooting. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's like, well, because that happened, you know, because something did happen or things do happen, should the artist stop making that art? for the comfortability of people to feel more safe. I don't, I don't think so. I really like, you know, again, it may be a case by case basis. So maybe I shouldn't just, for lack of a better word, uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater. But I think for most art, like, should you be like, Ooh, I'm not going to write about this subject or I'm not going to direct this movie because I know what this is going to like this is going to make people uncomfortable and to that I'm like but sometimes you should sometimes exactly so there are going to be cases where like maybe this message should be put out there but even then sometimes movies don't have to have a message that it's like it's it's just entertainment or it's just a character study movie or it's just a fucked up shit happens in this movie um and you watch it because it's like it's just trying to tell you a story. Like it doesn't necessarily have to have a motive to it. It doesn't have to to try to teach you a lesson by the end of it. There's plenty of movies that I've seen, you've seen, we've all seen that. that Wrestler. It's like there's no, no real point to it. It's just things happen in it, A to B. 
you get the A to B, you know? So zero dark 30. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's some, yeah, some movies, you know, are just are factual things that have happened. I mean, cause you could even use the argument for what about historical movies where like people have committed terrible atrocities. Um, should that movie not be made, you know, because it's like, Ooh, it's has, you know, Patriots day was like the, some of Patriots day was, uh, fictionalized mm. like some of those characters weren't real characters real life people but like it was still also one of the most emotional movies i've ever seen like, that, was, that was a very heavy movie i feel like uh the way culture is today if the way society is today is kind of hindering art and like people forget that movies are an art form mm-hmm. and like comedy is an art form like music is an art form like uh, a movie a band that we're familiar with memphis mayfire one of their biggest song vices is about alcoholism but the singer that wrote the song didn't is has never been an alcoholic it was about someone else like mm-hmm. so like yeah and so we have to uh oh yeah him. like uh you're saying because like if like oh he he can't write about that subject because he's not gone through it himself and it's like I don't I don't know about that mm-hmm. you know because it's still trying that like that's trying to get a message across actually mm-hmm. like if you want to make that argument it's like this song's about a message you don't have to necessarily go through that personally to I mean because we all know alcoholism is bad <laughs> yeah. you know like Gone with the Wind one of the most top grossing movies of all time it it's a dark and sad truth of of like uh our history but like and it also has like some uh like it's been a while since i've i've seen it but like it's it it's the backdrop is like our like real events but you you're told a story of uh I, i'm assuming you know fictional characters mm-hmm. like th- there's nothing wrong with that like uh um uh, uh once upon a time in hollywood like the backdrop is like what's actually going on in real life right but, but you're then being they're made of characters in, uh, yeah so like and it's it's entertainment and like well, some of them art Im- but yeah. imitates life and sometimes life imitates art but not in video games. <laughs> like, right? Is is a contained thing? Yeah, it's like you. If you can't separate fiction from nonfiction, for like that's it's not the filmmaker's problem. It's it, you're right. It's not their responsibility to make their viewers comfortable. Also, if you're gonna go into a rated R movie, expect to ha- for it to have the rated R content. You know, it's like it tells you what's in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, um, I, I don't think I've ever seen the movie, but I remember like a long time ago, like fifteen years ago or something like that, when Dakota Fanning was still like a kid, like there, and she was like starting to grow up a little bit, and she was like a teenager maybe. Um, I remember like hearing on the radio like there's gonna be a movie with Dakota Fanning. And there's going to be a rape scene and they're trying to figure out how they're going to um, do this, how they're going to uh, pull it off. 
uh, or, or whatever. And like now, if that were to happen today, that movie never would have gotten made. Yeah. Because like we can't, like movies, we, we don't allow our entertainment to necessarily be as truthful as it is. Like they took out the suicide scene in 13 Reasons Why. Which was a very effective scene. Right. And I understand, like, why. But at the same time, you have to, um, you have to speak to a certain thing. Like, I, I think they showed it, uh, as explicitly as they did to kind of their message to be uh, against it, not to glorify it, which a lot of people thought they were glorifying suicide. But they weren't. Yeah. The uh, same thing, like post 9-11, uh, there have been some things that have, that they've changed, like with, um, <laughs> got to bring it to nerd stuff, I know. Spider-Man. Po- uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, that that was, and then um, uh, Pokemon, the, the original show, like there's like something where the, one of the Pokemon like hits, hits a, building or two or whatever and it's like they took that out temporarily af- after all that and it's like really you know it, in in my opinion I was like it's not really that on the nose like like wow it's that's emulates 9-11 it, but that was the time is that there was a lot of censorship during that time because people were so sensitive about that issue as they maybe should be because it's something that happened in real life um, but also how long do you have to wait, you know, like before that's on the table again, like how long can you wait yeah, before a joke like, comes? Uh, um, like Patriots Day and Stronger, like those movies came out years, like a few years after the uh, Boston Marathon bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, some people would say it's still too soon, or some people would say, uh, yeah, no, that's long enough, or, you know, who who decide, who's the gatekeepers, who decides when can you make a joke, or when can you, you know, have art reflect it, you know? Snapchat did a documentary on Takashi 69s trial, <laughs> Rise 2, and then trial, while... <laughs> The trial's still going on. By the way, that that meme is the funniest thing <laughs> I've seen in a while. I was thinking memes had a dead period. Like, they were having a dead period with memes, and then the Takashi <laughs> ones came out. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and any anything else you'd like to add? Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Love it. Carl burned down the sheet. Car- yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bob the Builder is not a licensed contractor. Yes, no, Bob, the Bob the Builder was great too. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but these are just a few of our ideas, and like, uh, not I'm not to- attaching to any specific one. It's just it's a discussion that I think society needs to be having right now. Yeah, and maybe we call this episode in quotations woke culture. <laughs> no, you would, hate, you would hate yourself too much for that. Not if it's in quotation. That's it's true. That's true. Be like, I didn't say it. Someone else did. Like, I'm, I'm not Alex Jones. 
<laughs> but uh, hopefully we didn't offend anyone. Uh, and even we had to get out ahead of it. <laughs> uh, and preface, we're not coming after anyone. These are just yeah, ideas. Totally not. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully you enjoyed this week's discussion. And hopefully you carry the uh, conversation. Keep it going. Uh, and we can have actual discussions and not det- attacks and diatribes. But uh, thank you all for stopping by this week. And we will catch you next week. Later.